This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I am answering readers' questions. And today I have a question from Lisa. Lisa says, Hi, Annie. I'm going to a wedding in mid-August at a winery. I'm 680 days into sobriety. Congratulations, Lisa. Loving it, but I'm apprehensive about the wedding. I don't want to drink, but I'm concerned about the added pressure of it being at a winery. I'm also nervous because other than the groom and my husband, I won't know anyone else there. No, quote, Dutch courage. Any advice to help keep my nerves and me on the path would be appreciated. Thanks. So, Lisa, this is a great question for me to answer in terms of timing. Because I literally last two weeks ago went to my first alcohol-free wedding. And I guess people haven't been to a wedding in like three, four years probably. So it's it was a, a new thing that I hadn't had for a while. And I actually took some like live video from the wedding, um, which I'm going to publish on YouTube. So when it's uploaded, I will upload that. And then you can see kind of my real in-the-moment responses. Because I've said this before, but every single thing I do that's the first thing that's alcohol-free it creates nerves for sure because you don't know how it's going to be and because in our adult life i mean quite frankly i hadn't been to a wedding without drinking in my entire adult life so i didn't i didn't know what it was going to be like i didn't know how it was going to be um i'd say a few things if you're worried about drinking i think you know it's it's always the advice to don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Push it out of your mind. Now, my advice and my experience is that that is the opposite of what works. And I think that there's a lot of scientific studies to back this up. The more that you think about something, the more that you try not to think about something, the more you think about it. There was this great study about white bears, and they said, don't think about white bears, and nobody could stop thinking about white bears. And that just happens over and over and over. And actually, They've measured responses in your body to anxiety and stress and different things, both with somebody noticing and experiencing the feeling and and going deep into it and with somebody kind of just trying not to think about it and ignore the feeling. And your body deals with anxiety, stressors, all of these sorts of things much better when you think about it and you go deep into it. So my advice is before you go, I would take 15 minutes, set yourself a timer and just really visualize it like you know, let yourself think it through on both sides and say, okay, so, so what? So what if I drink at this wedding? What would that look like? How would it feel? How would it feel to myself? You know, what are my values that have kept me sober for 680 days and really journal into those? Like, what are my non-negotiables? What are the things that I are valuing in my life that could or might not be jeopardized if I drink at this wedding? And then imagine like, okay, so that first glass of wine, how would that be? I mean, I would have probably for me, I would have a huge amount of anxiety around that glass of wine because I would know that I would have, you know, been doing something that wasn't completely in line with with my values. And so thinking that through in my mind beforehand and saying, how would it be if I actually had a a champagne toast at a wedding? What would that mean? Um, Really allowed me to know without a shadow of a doubt that I didn't want to do it. And um, and then I thought about, okay, well, how's that going to feel? you know, and what is that going to be like? And so instead of just going into it really unprepared, I'd kind of visualized a lot of these different things before. And I made really mindful decisions beforehand about, okay, that is going to probably end badly. That's not going to have me feeling good. 
Best case, I'm going to feel disingenuous to myself and some of the things that I've set out for myself. Worst case, I'm going to get drunk and make a fool out of myself and have a massive hangover and then have a lot of guilt and shame and regret. Both of those things I played out. Now, that being said, your your mind might play out a different way. You might think, oh, well, you know, this is... This is not going to be a big deal. Whatever it is, I would encourage you not to be afraid of it and to go into it. And um, what you expect comes to be true. So if you go into the wedding just like completely apprehensive, trying to put it out of your mind, not trying to think about it, and then you expect to kind of be miserable, you will. But if you go into the wedding with sort of a game plan and you've already gone through those scenarios, so you're not going to feel, even that first time you're offered a glass of wine, you're not going to feel, you've rehearsed what you're going to say, you know what you're going to do, you know if you're going to you know, have a sip and spit it out, you know if you're not going to even put it in your mouth, you know all of these sorts of things beforehand, and so you're really, you know, gone through this winery experience without drinking, which I'll admit, you know, that's, you know, it's a tough one, it's a tough place to have a wine, but making that fully committed decision beforehand will take any decision making you have to make in the midst of it out of the scenario because I believe that it is hardest for us to make decisions when we're in the midst of something. If we go into something wishy-washy and my, you know, trying to moderate and stuff, if I went into something like, well, I, I really don't want to, but I might, you know, I was going to. There was no way that I was going to keep that decision. But if I went into something saying no and then I did one better and told my husband, no, I'm not going to do this, then I was able to keep that decision. And it was what really led me to believe that a decision, a strong decision, frees you so much from all those mini questions. Um, and then, you know, playing out the scenario, going into deep, you know, thought about both possibilities. And then just throughout the night, like, take some breaks. Like, one thing that I did that I really enjoyed at the wedding is there was a lot of thought about this, and I beat myself up about thinking about it so much. And what do I expect? I'm now, you know, write, wrote a book about alcohol. Of course it's going to be in my mind. Of course I'm going to be thinking about it. But I just didn't want to be. I just wanted to be perfectly free and not thinking about it. And I was thinking about it. It was a new experience. And so what I did is I, I took little breaks, and I went for a walk down the path, just away from everybody. I went to the bathroom, and I just focused on my breathing for five minutes. I just took little breaks to realize that this is new, you know, and not beat myself up overthinking about it or overthinking it, because it is new, and it was a new experience that I needed to get through. And um, I would say back to your values, you know, there's so much research that shows just taking 10 or 15 minutes right before the wedding asking yourself, okay, why am I here? What do I value most in my life? You know, is it health? Is it my relationships? What is keeping me on this 680-day streak? And just write about that and write about how you can demonstrate those things, what is central to yourself. And just by doing that, not even related to the wedding, but just in general, just gives you so much more better perspective. It actually changes how you look at things in the near term. So I would encourage you to do that. And then what I also did, and this is kind of my last tip, is that um, I asked myself at multiple points during the night, I was sitting there saying, you know, being like, oh man, well, I'm just here by myself and I'm not talking to anybody. And then I'd be like, okay, well, what would drunk me be doing right now? Like, what would I think was a good idea? And I'd probably be like, feel courage and feel like, okay, I'm going to go over and I'm just going to introduce myself to people. And so I said, well, everybody else is drunk anyway, and they're not going to notice if I make a fool out of myself, so I'm going to stop thinking about Annie for a minute, and I'm just going to do that. And so I did, and I went and I sat at different tables, and I said, hi, you know, I'm, I'm cousin of the bride, this is my name, whatever. 
And I just started conversations and it felt nervous and it felt scary and it felt out of my comfort zone. But I also just kept remembering, okay, everybody else is tipsy. They're expecting you to do this. But it was so incredible and so empowering and really cool to do that and do that sober because those are the things that I had relied on alcohol to do. And then I applied that same technique when dancing came. And I'll tell you what, the first two songs I felt totally awkward. I mean, I felt like a dork because I haven't danced in who knows how long. I'm not a good dancer to start with. And I just felt so dumb, but I was like, I'm going to just give this a chance because I looked around and nobody's a good dancer. I mean, come on, we're all hilarious. And like, we're all just there and nobody's noticing anybody. Everybody's focused on their own moves and their own face and their own whatever. And like, we're, you know, everybody's in their own little world. And so I looked at my kid and he's like eight and he's dancing and just going for it. I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna go for it. And so I did and I ended up having a really, really good time. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, my very last piece of advice is that this will be stressful. I mean, and, and I think we need to rethink stress. I just read this amazing book, highly recommend. It's called The Upside of Stress. But I think that we need to realize that these emotions, you know, far from making us weaker, the beating heart, the sweaty palms, the not knowing what to expect, those focus your attention, those give you energy, those give you power to go deep into your life and to say, oh, this is living, this is an experience, this is something I get to feel that I'm not numbing, and that can be really, really cool. So anyway, Lisa, I think it's a great question. I'll definitely post my live wedding footage, even though, you know, it's it's not pretty, but um and you can watch that as well. And good luck and let me know how it goes. I'll be really interested to hear. Hi, are you looking to connect with like-minded people? Sometimes maybe you feel like as someone who knows all this information from the snake in mind or the alcohol experiment that you're living in a world of muggles and people just don't speak your language. That is why I created The Exchange. The Exchange is an online community where we meet face-to-face -face, live video calls multiple times a week with people from all over the globe just to connect, to have somewhere you're seen and you're heard and you feel less alone and really that you can give back and get the support you need. So if this sounds great to you, check it out at thisnakedmind.com backslash exchange. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.